G'day and welcome to Partake. John writing in 1 John chapter 5 says this, All wicked actions are sin, but not every sin leads to death. We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning, for God's Son holds them securely, and the evil one cannot touch them. We know that we are children of God, and that the world around us is under the control of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has come, and he has given us understanding so that we can know the one true God. And now we live in fellowship with the true God, because we live in fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the only one true God, and he is eternal life. Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your heart. As Christian disciples, we live in a constant battle between our new inherited nature as Christian disciples, battling our old sinful nature from the time when we weren't. Sin is a constant thorn in our side. But as John wrote in those Bible verses I read earlier, we are not to continue the practice of sinning. So how should the Christian disciple deal with sin? In order to deal with it, it is helpful to understand first of all what sin is, then what sin does, and then finally how does the Christian disciple deal with sin in their life. So firstly the nature of sin. All humans are moral beings who have an awareness of what is right and what is wrong, says Paul in Romans chapter 2. Sin is an expression of what we are, sinners. We sin because we are sinners. We all sin because we are all sinners. It is the product of our own will being in opposition to the will of God. All humans are by very nature enslaved to sin and are powerless to free themselves, says Paul in Romans chapter 6. As all humans are sinners, Romans 3 verse 23, with the notable exception of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is no position of neutrality. Everyone is born sinful, and everyone is therefore guilty. Guilty because God is a holy and righteous God who cannot abide sin in any shape or form. Now, sin is a lack of conformity to the moral law of God, either in deeds, attitudes, or state. Remember Jesus saying the two greatest commandments were to love God and then to love others. Any breakage of these two commandments is sin. There are two kinds of sin. There's the sins of commission, and then there are sins of omission. Firstly, there are the sins which are active, and these are the sins of commission. These are where God's commands are actively broken in rebellion. And then there are the passive kinds, which are the sins of omission. These are where we are not doing as we ought writes James in chapter 4 verse 17. So that's the nature of sin, but what does sin do? Now as a Christian disciple, and as one who has accepted Jesus as Lord and Saviour, sin still has an effect. That should not surprise you. However, unlike unbelievers who are separated from God due to sin, the Christian disciple when they sin, it mars the fellowship they enjoy with Jesus. But separation has not recurred because Jesus still has them firmly in the hand. 
That does not mean as a Christian disciple we are to deliberately and willfully sin. It is not necessary to do so. Sin in the life of the Christian disciple should never be tolerated. So how is sin to be dealt with? As John said in those verses I spoke earlier, we are not to continue sinning. In 1 John 1 verse 7, we are commanded to walk in the light. A lot of people think their eternal life will start when they die. But our eternal life with Christ, if we are Christian disciples, has already started. So we are to live now as we will then. But we do sin. So what do we do about it? One man who knew what to do was King David in the Old Testament. And Psalm 32 typifies his reaction to his sin. In that psalm, he speaks of his confession of sin and his abandonment of it. That is also to be our reaction when we sin. We are not to just ignore it or try to hide it. We are not to wallow in self-pity or have self-pity parties as we are prone to do. We are to take God's view of it and call it sin and deal with it. And nor are we to claim we are without sin. Because as John writes in 1 John 1, we would then be living in self-delusion and we would be making God out to be a liar. So when we realise we have sinned, we are to confess it quickly and ask for our Lord's forgiveness. For as John writes in 1 John 1 verse 9, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That is why it is a very good idea to start the day with a simple prayer of general confession so that your fellowship with Jesus throughout the day will not be scarred. That is why in a lot of churches there is a general confession towards the start of the services. Jesus wants us to have complete fellowship with him and by confessing sin our fellowship with him is made all the more richer. For more to think about Please do read for yourself 1 John 1. Ask yourself the following questions and suggestions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share with your spouse or a close friend your answers or your reactions, so that you can pray over any issues together. So the first question as a Christian disciple, what areas of my life do I need to let Christ in? Secondly, if you have specific sins that entangle you habitually, try to memorise a verse of scripture concerning that sin and pray that verse daily and ask that the Holy Spirit will help you avoid the temptation. As ever, if you have any comments to make on this, please do contact me at partake at hotmail.co.uk. I would love to hear from you and whether these are making any difference at all to your continual Christian discipleship. Thank you.